Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today, I'm honored and privileged to have my good friend with me here, Dave Grimaldi, Executive Vice President, Blockchain Association. Welcome, Dave. George, thank you for having me. Good to you be know, here. Uh, you know, it's great for you to be here because we want to know more about blockchain and the association and everything you're doing. You're leading the way. And candidly, uh, there's no better person to help lead the way for blockchain than you. Thank you've you. been in Washington how many years now? How long have you been around? Uh, since birth. Yes. Yep, since birth. Day one. Since birth. So that qualifies uh, as a long time. It does. Uh, you're still younger. Uh, so you. I want to make sure the audience knows that. Um, I'd love to hear for the millions of people that are watching this program on IDGEN TV a little bit about your background. Sure. How did you end up at the Blockchain Association? It's a great question, George. Again, thank you for having me. I was privileged to have a number of senior roles across the federal government. Uh, I got out of law school, went right to work for Andrew Cuomo, another good Italian, and then had my first job on Capitol Hill with a New York congressman named Ed Towns, uh, who left Congress about 10 years ago. And that got me familiar with congressional staff members of Congress, one of them in particular, uh, Jim Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina, who rose to become the majority whip of the House. And seeing everything from that perch, how the House and the Senate and Congress generally, all of the committees function, was rare and awesome. And I loved every minute of it. Went, uh, went from there to the Federal Communications Commission and got a perspective from a regulatory sure. agency, rulemakings, how an independent agency works, and then left uh, government service and entered the world of lobbying and advocacy and have now landed in one of the uh, a role that is the mother of all lobbying and advocacy, uh, behemoths, which is explaining a complex and new financial and technical industry in front of Congress and elected officials. It's it's daunting, but it's a lot of fun and it's and it's a lot of adrenaline. Well, there's no one, as I mentioned earlier, there's no one in a better position, more equipped to be able to do that than you. And you are in between meetings as we're hosting this live idea gen tv session facing the capitol and the white house which is so the president's helicopters flying away what are some of the big plans for the blockchain association this year 2023 we came out of a came out of a bumpy 2022 as uh, as everyone was watching uh, on the evening news we are we are a an industry that is has left the the top of the first inning we hit the bottom of the second inning to keep the metaphor going. We entered a little bit of a rain delay after some market failures with our companies last year. And I think we're now, we're now kind of back on the field. We, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, we are explaining a new future of payment system to elected officials who, with their limited bandwidth, are trying to understand the on-ramps to digital assets and blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. They're skeptical, rightly so, and we own that because we had a couple of, of larger companies that faded away in 2022, a couple of bad actors, which are part of every industry, but we had some that were a little more sensational. So our goal with our 100 plus member companies, we're the biggest association in the, in the digital asset and blockchain space, our goal is to keep that education going this year. And there are no dumb questions when you are introducing a whole new sector of the economy in front of right. federal Washington. Sure. Uh, how does a blockchain work? How do I invest in digital assets? 
why is this relevant to me? How does this play a role in the lives of my constituents in my home districts or in my home state? Education is the big thing this year. We wanted to do it last year. And then this year is also to get regulatory and legislative certainty and some guardrails. Yes, we're asking for guardrails and regulations around our industry so that our creators and our developers know what to do and they're not blindsided by regulations and enforcement actions that they don't expect. That's so that's so prudent. And again, why I believe, uh, knowing your background and, and what you're doing now, that you're in such a great position and they're so lucky. The association and the in the uh, industry is so fortunate to have you helping lead and describe and 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 really help to articulate, especially to our good friends in Capitol Hill and the White House, what it is that's happening. Mm-hmm. That's and right. then what it is that you and your members need in order to succeed. You have the same interest, right? We have the same interest. They um, they are an industry like so many new ones. This is a foreign land to them. No industry really wants new regulation. They just want to be able to innovate and do their thing. And it's a pretty it's a pretty libertarian ownership economy leaning industry. Right. And and having regulatory and legislative oversight can be scary, but at the same time, it's coming. As you grow and you mature as companies and as an industry, Washington and lawmakers are going to want to say, we want to see what's going on here in the name of protecting consumers. We're coming out of a year again where there was some some, uh, uh, waves in the ocean regarding uh, trust and accountability. We want to repair that. That's what we're doing this year. Yeah, uh, there was a guy by the name of Aristotle Onassis who said, who said that uh, we must learn to adjust our sails because the seas will never rest. That's right. Right. And <laughs> that's, that's well kind said. of what happens in any industry. Uh, yeah. You have to be prepared for change and for things that happen. And clearly, uh, it's a new technology. Right. right. And so I want to shift a bit to sustainability. So sustainability is ubiquitous. Everybody talks about sustainability. How does blockchain, how can blockchain help with that? It's a good question. We are, we're telling the story about future of payments and future of digital token creation, which is done by crypto mining. It's an energy intensive thing to create a token and to have it run along the blockchain and be verified. And one of the things that we're doing is explaining to members of Congress, especially more progressive ones that we are partnering with local power grids. We're partnering with the Department of Energy, the EPA, to work on how that sustainability plays a role in a 2023 and going forward mentality where this is something that's top of mind, especially for Democrats. And that, that, that again, has led to some uneasy kind of mm-hmm. learning moments with, with members of the House and Senate who are doubtful that we are mindful of sustainability, that we're mindful of, of climate and energy um, and environmental concerns. So that's another, if you look at our at our flanks in terms of where our priorities are and the things that we really want to explain right so that we get off on the right foot, that's one of them. Exactly, and so as you're looking at this regulation and oversight, how do you, when you juxtapose innovation on all of this, how do you balance the two? It's, it's difficult because for, for companies in a new space to get off the ground, they just need room to run. I, I opened um, and helped run the DC office for Pandora, the streaming music company. And Pandora wanted the same kind of room to run while they developed their music algorithm that helped you pick the next song and they got sure. to know your musical taste. And the one thing that they wanted was just room from room to do that with 
intellectual property laws and digital transmission laws. And so any company is basically, or, or any industry is saying, uh, DC, just give us a little bit more room here. We will we will stay inside the, the lines of existing laws and let us just get off the ground. The same for Google, the same for Microsoft. And explaining that innovation though with us is tricky because members of Congress, uh, when they are presented with, I have a meeting on blockchain and crypto issues, they'll say to their staffs, is this a meeting that's on financial things or on uh, technology? Is it somewhere in the middle? And that's where we are. We are right in the middle. And it's difficult for them to grasp right away, especially when you get into Web3 issues. And sure. when your money is on a blockchain, you own it. There is no centralized entity that controls it. Mm -hmm. It's the decentralized kind of ownership economy ecosystem. It's it's a it's a, a difficult explanation for some of them to get, but we go slowly. And when you have a thirty minute meeting at the Securities and Exchange Commission or in the House of the Senate, you have to kind of find. And we, as advocates, you know, we this is what we do every day. You find that road in to figure out what resonates, and that's that's what we're trying to do. And being able to describe this again, no better person to be able to describe it than Dave Grimaldi. Right? It's you know you mentioned at the beginning, Blockchain Association is now eighteen people, and the way that things work in this city is you have your credibility and the way you treat people. And when you're bringing a whole new set of issues to a to an elected official or the chairman of a regulatory agency, if you don't have a trust basis or a track record of being honest and open, you're behind the eight ball from step one. So all of us at BA have built our careers on going into a freshman Republican's office and saying, You've seen some negative pieces in the news or you're rightly skeptical skeptical about X, but let us tell you exactly what we're doing. Let us own our mistakes. Let us put it all on the table. And your credibility is what you have. That's true in any city and in any, any industry, but I think here it's it's even more. Even more so. And and, and and you and you put on top of all of that, it's a new technology and it's also financial. And and there's a merging of those two, you know, thematics. And grasping what it is requires a trusted source of information. Yeah. It requires that trusted source of information. It requires the ability to understand what their questions are. Like you said, is it technology? Is it finance? What, where, where does this lie? Yeah. And the overall description of those two things so that you're able to, again, serve as the voice, which you are, for the association members. Mm -hmm. How many members now? We are right around 100 members. Uh, this was all started by our dynamic and amazing uh, founder and CEO, Kristen Smith. She has grown it from 20 members two years ago to 100 now. And it's, it's during the ebb and flow of this industry starting to realize we need to pay attention to the Treasury Department. We need to pay attention to the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. These entities are all here to stay we need a trusted emissary and a convener. Right. Uh, Blockchain Association is doing that for us. And they are all over the country, our companies. All, some of them are, are, are on the West Coast, some of them are in the Midwest. And they'll see something on Twitter and they'll reach out. What does this mean? We explain it to them. Dave Grimaldi, Executive Vice President, Government Affairs, the Blockchain Association. Thank you so very Thanks, much, George. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's our pleasure.